Truth, we are supposed to love people. We don't have to necessarily like them all. That's What's right. going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday, <laughs> December 5th, 2017. Thank you for tuning in and logging on. And uh, you are dealing with two people under the weather on <laughs> Truth It in the AM. That's right, folks. It is your boy Truth It here to address any and all things when it's time to. And it's time to. And by my side, I have the one, the only, two real to be phony, always clever, a little under the weather. <laughs> Trooper Joe is in the building. Hey, folks, how is everybody doing? Hey, I got a little, I got a little frog in my throat or a horse or something like that. I don't know, it might be a, a dinosaur, one of them dinosaurs with the big feet. But anyways, a little under the weather, getting better, though. I hope everybody else out there is fine. Yeah, there's a flu out there that's just going around and stuff. So wash your hands, brush your teeth, (laughs) wash your face. Yeah. And stay away from your kids. My daughter is the one that gave the cold to me. Little germ back. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get it, don't worry about it. Well, it did kill somebody in Illinois, I think. A 20 year old lady from. Um, from this gold 20. Always the beacon of positive news. <laughs> Trooper Joe is here. with us. everybody applaud that man. Even beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But not to worry. Not to worry. You, yes. You'll do all right. Drink plenty of fluids. You know, get your rest on. Uh-huh. Let your loved ones love you. And, and if you're a guy, why like a little baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, true, it is Voice of the Voiceless Tuesday. And uh, Voice of the Voiceless will be today from 12 to 1 p.m. on 91.3 FM WCUW Worcester. So you can check us out then as well. Um, well there's not much going on locally, true. No, not really. Everybody seems to be hunkering down and getting yep. scared for Christmas. Getting ready for the snow. Uh, there's Ooh. more uh, people are buying, uh, the middle class has to make a return to Worcester for Worcester to make it. The city won't have a future unless the middle class comes because they're bringing all this development and stuff into Worcester. But if those people who occupy these jobs don't live in Worcester, Worcester's doomed. Pretty much. Yep. 
So in the real estate, I, I would see that. But some of these businesses, they that are, I think are coming in a lot of insurance businesses, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, scientific type of technology and stuff. Yeah, they're coming into Worcester. So I I agree with you. They need to bring in people who can do the work, and the people need to live here, and they're trying to make the city into something like that. Yeah, but here's the problem. The problem is is that number one, they can't think. They don't. They're not thinking really about poor and. No. They can't think about the poor. No. For a city to develop, you need to think about how to get middle and upper class people to move into the city. Yeah. You to be not ignored, but it, you can't. The poor are not on the. It's not on the radar. It's not on the radar. Activity. No, it's not. No. So how do you uh, how do you reconcile that troop? How do you address that? How do you address the? the you know that that's. That's the the million dollar question because being poor, people have taken it almost like it's a disease. They make everything a disease. It's mm-hmm. like it's not. You know, some people are poor because they made poor choices. Yeah, and in making those poor choices, they didn't know how to get out of it. You can make hundred choices a day. You can make all the choices that you want. Yeah, you know. And some are going to work out and some not. You know, they the poor people, some of the poor people have lost faith within themselves. Right. You know, and they don't have faith in God. They want God to do something for them. And they say, God, go give me a Cadillac or a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, what are you going to do to get it? Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get the key. Yep. And it's like, doesn't work like that. Right, and the same with the middle class people too. Middle class people, there's a lot of middle class people that that have they've living off of what they established before, either them or their family. Mm-hmm. They themselves, a lot of them, they're not they're in the same boat as the poor, except that they they have a structure to live in. You know, they're paying taxes rather than paying rent and taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have a they have an education. It's like a lot of them just don't have a position to use. Right. So I think a way to the way to um to um to undo this is 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 almost just like you got to start over. You can't let the kids that are coming coming up today fall into the same trap that you fell into. No. Nope. The one that's just based on emotions and happiness that you want. And those happiness are illicit. They're not even. They're not even good happiness. They're pretty much legal happiness. Getting high, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting um, lots and lots of sex. You know, it's like that's what they call happiness. They're fleeting, and they really don't produce anything. Um, what I think we should do, I think the solution would be get everybody from the 90s and get rid of them. Stone them. Stone them. <laughs> the 90s um, out of here. The um, the new to the the nineties raised a generation of parents, and I'm one of them that really dropped the ball. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of them dropped the an ball. epidemic of single parents, an epidemic of uneducated parents who are obsessed with smoking weed. Yeah. Um. And now we are not really in the middle class. That's why the middle class is dying. 
I think I think a lot of the people too are obsessed with being victimized by themselves. They they look for depression. They look for things to any kind of attention is what they want. And mm-hmm. if it comes in the form of negative attention, then they'll take it. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm yeah. I was so depressed last week. I couldn't get out to bed. And yeah, it was it was hard for me to just to just go into the kitchen and make a cup of coffee and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody felt bad for me or anything, and the depression was so great. I I need to go and learn how to meditate. I I, I think I'll take a meditation class that probably costs around two hundred dollars for one class. Mm-hmm. It's like come on, people. <laughs> I don't. I, there's when you are. Uh, coming from a generation that really kind of dropped the ball like I did, like like my generation did, it's hard to make up for that. And that's what the millennials are faced with. The millennials are faced with fixing a lot of the problems that were caused by D-Generation X. The Generation X, my generation. Um, And it is, I don't know how they can fully fix the problem without starting, like you said, starting over from scratch. Yeah. But the city's already on its way. The city's oh, already yeah. got these apartments that they're building in, and the only people that are, can occupy those apartments are going to be middle-class people. You're not going to be poor being able to live in downtown Worcester no. or in any of these high-rises on Bell Beacon Street where they have the other uh, high-rises. No, they won't want any poor in the surrounding neighborhoods either. Right. You know, and and you know the one thing that that I bet they're banking on and stuff is that the world's become a smaller place. Mm-hmm. So you know they can fill up those. All they got to do is fill up the dwellings. It doesn't matter. They need somebody who can do the work, look good, and spend the money. They're gonna have a walking type of neighborhood with an artsy sector and stuff and little coffee shops where they can have their gourmet coffee and, and they can interact with the people who have like minds with them because that's that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you go into the fancy restaurant and stuff, I'll call it a coffee shop. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're sitting down to have coffee. But, you know, a lot of people don't have the conversations of the old days. You know, they used to sit down and talk about football. Talk mm-hmm. about baseball, talk about basketball, <clears throat> talk about sports, talk about talk ill of the the world, you know, and think that's not there. People want to sit down and talk about the the Bose complex, they want the the God complex and nuclear fusion, or they want to talk about some kind of um, self driving cars and talk about the mechanics of them and all these things. Yeah, you know, and this <clears throat> this is what the generations like because that's what is out there. Right. Very creative generation, very scientific generation that a lot of people they're not in. No. They're not they they they're not in it. They were born in it, mm-hmm. but they never engaged themselves in it. So dealing with the poor, dealing with the drug ec- epidemic. Uh, we're always going to have the poor and we're always going to have the drugs. Yeah. How do we address those things, if we're always going to have them. Why? I, I kind of understand the city's uh, take on it a little bit. If it's always going to be uh, uh, there, then it's... Uh, if the drug epidemic is always going to be there, the poor is always going to be there, 
All we can do is contain it. We can't really eliminate it. No, we have free choice. You can't can't really you legalizing drugs is stupid. I don't care what anybody wants to argue with me at that point. It's stupid. All you're doing is say, here, let me put you in a, in in I'm talking marijuana too. Let me give you this nice little marijuana joint. You could smoke this and think about ants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Where's your creativity there? It's not there. You're not part of society. You're a part of the world. You're part of society, but you're not part of the world's development. You, you're not thinking about anything. You're just getting high. Mm-hmm. And and with your high, thinking of the lowest levels of things. Yeah. Some people want to argue that too. Oh, no, my best ideas went high. Well, yeah, you have your best ideas. They're just not sound ideas. Right. <laughs> These are fleeting moments of insecurity that you're having when you die. Mm-hmm. And that's all right. But, you know, it, it's not going to get you anything. So they legalize it, and this gives the poor something that they can wrap themselves around in it, like a big old warm blanket. You know, mm-hmm. I get high. What you do? Oh, I went to a job. I hate my job. Well, what do you do with your job? I pick up this box from X and bring it over to Y. Right. Eight hours a day. Man, you're getting big, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it's like, that's what, so you come home and I'm tired from my job and my job stinks. And you don't get good bosses because they don't need your input. Nope. So you, you get these guys who want to show off their little bit of superpower that they have because they, they would never be a boss in a real, in a real situation. So they, you know, they're looking at you like like you're a little child. Hey, you only picked up three boxes in the last five minutes. Come on, yep. man. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I really want to sign up for that job. Right. No, those are the jobs for kids, folks. Those are the jobs that kids take so that they can find out that do you want to pick up this box for the rest of your life and get yelled at by that guy over there? <laughs> hmm. You know? Or do you want to go ahead and, and take take a shot at life and by learning things that you need to know, by reading books, by studying, by asking real questions, by continuing on in education? Or you can do this, and then you can see what they do after work. What they do? They go get high because they had such a rough day. Right. Oh, yeah, man. They getting high all the time. No, they getting high for this little bit of time. The other time, they get just doing slave labor. Yep, they are. <laughs> yeah. So these are some of the issues that we'll definitely be touching on in the future. Uh, what's going on in uh, the city of Worcester in terms of uh, drugs and and the poor and prostitution, and prostitution suicide. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's a never ending battle. But uh, there are other things that we need to address. The state senate is turning to Stanley C. Rosenberg's handpicked deputy to serve as acting president in his place, capping a tumultuous day for a chamber struggling to grapple with the explosive. Sexual allegations leveled against Rosenberg's husband. The ascension of Senate Majority Leader Harriet Handler to the top post by a 31 to 6 vote came after Democrats huddled for seven hours in a tense closed door caucus to find Rosenberg's replacement amid what officials called unprecedented turmoil. 
The six dissenting votes were all from Republicans who backed Senator Bruce Tarr, the minority leader from Gloucester. Gloucester. Early hours earlier, Rosenberg said he was taking a leave of absence from absence from his Senate president post in the face of mounting pressure. And soon after, authorities said they were prepared to launch a criminal investigation into his husband, Byron Hefer, Hefner, after four men told the Boston Globe that he either groped or forcibly kissed them while bragging about his influence in Rosenberg's powerful office. Another politician being brought down by these sexual allegations, Truth. But there's a lot in that story. Yes. Hey, Rosenberg, divorce your husband. <laughs> Take up all his nickels and dimes that he gets. Yeah, I mean, part of that story to me, if you're going to play the role of being married and, mm-hmm. and you're the same gender and, and, and stuff like that, then don't, don't taint the role, you know. The role still is that's infidelity. Yep. You know, if that's not a nice person and stuff, throw him away. Right. You know, and take all that he has in the in the process, just like if it was a man and a woman type of thing. Do the same thing. You know, and, and that's that's one part. And we don't need to know your business in 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 the Senate in 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 Massachusetts. I really don't care if you your husband is. Is is a male or something like that? I mm-hmm. care if he's usurping you and your state president. You know the state senate president, and this is affecting the way monies can come in to help people in this city. That's not right. Okay, so and Harriet Chandler, she's been invited to Voice of the Voiceless for for years and never showed up. Get somebody else. <laughs> we interviewed her, didn't we? No, she never shows up. No, I mean uh, at the women. Wasn't she at the Women of Color Coalition? Yeah, she was at the Women of Color. Yeah, that's Coalition. when we interviewed her. So we yeah. did sit down and so we did. So she did the voice of the voiceless, but she did sit down and talk to Trooper Joe of Archangel, <laughs> a return to chivalry. So she, so we did get her to have her time with her for oh, a little yeah. while. Now, my, not a bad person. No. She just never shows up. Right. So uh, explain, show up, girl. Explain to the people like me. <laughs> Who are ignorant to the state or the Senate majority leader? Um, what does that mean? What is their role? Do you know anything really about them? I don't know that much about them. I think the state majority leader is just like the other state majority. They're just like majority leaders and other things. He, they're the one who gets all the information, and and then they kind of dole out some of it in in the state to the certain departments. Mm-hmm. Like you got Ways and Beans Committee taking care of the monies and stuff coming into this. You got another committee that's looking at the, at the um, mm-hmm. the infrastructure of the cities and state and stuff. So they get all this information and they 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 have to stay abreast of this here, not yep. just sitting down with a big reams of of paper and stuff. They have committees that they work. With. They have boards that they work with. They have all these things. It'd be a very trying job if it wasn't something that was passionate for you. Mm-hmm. That that's what I think. Nothing against Harriet Chandler. I don't think she's she's up to the up to the um I don't think she's physically up to being she's able old. to she's eighty. She just turned eighty. Yeah, I don't think she's physically up to being able to handle that job. She might mentally think she get I don't think her physical makeup is is going to sustain or do that kind of job. Well, I don't know. I, I am a believer of just because you're up there in age doesn't mean uh, you can't do. 
ain't that. She had very bouts with cancer and stuff mm-hmm. that she 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 overcame and stuff like that. She doesn't really take care of herself. She has a lot of stress in her own personal life, I understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that all those things together, I think that she wouldn't this year would be an added burden and it would it would not kill her but knock her down. Yeah. And there's no need for her to really take on something at that age unless she really that passionate about it. Just to paint your little little legacy when you know, no one's gonna read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. But that's kinda what I think the the uh Senate presidents do. So well, the biggest thing here in Massachusetts or used to be anything anyways was the governor's council. Yeah. It was the hidden factor and everything. Nothing came into the state without the governor's council through Massport. Yeah. And that was a four-man board, a four- or five-man board, I forget. And, and it was appointed positions and stuff at one time. Mm-hmm. And the governor would appoint them. They're elected positions now, but they're still kind of half-appointed, you know. You're running for governor, and you say, hey, why don't you run on my slate as the governor's council? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not appointed, but it's pretty much close to it. Well, so you, you'd you'd regulate everything that's coming in. You'd be talking to China wants to bring in like the bikes and stuff that they brought in. You see all over. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they say, all right, how's this gonna how's this gonna generate money for us? And you know things like that. Yeah, powerful well, position. A texter says she is now the head of the Senate, president of the Senate. As majority leader, she is the leader of the Democrats in the Senate. So she is the number one Democrat right now. And I, I applaud that. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. You know, I, I'm glad for it. Personally, I don't. I hope that she never has a problem with stress or anything. And she, she never falls ill behind all the work that she has to do. Mm-hmm. But I hope that she she's able to, those titles and stuff, they sound pretty, but what they doing for me mm-hmm. sorry folks what are you doing for me lately well um also the tax the tax uh the tax reform they vote didn't they vote that in yeah so i don't, I don't I'm, I'm not good at the tax yeah me neither i don't know what that means does that mean everything's going to change or does that mean it still has to go through another hurdle that means that they were able to lie to you in in, in the language of, of accountants that nobody understands. Mm-hmm. It's all projections. It's all future. Right. You, you know, it's it's like they could say all this, but it's their 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 projections into the future. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I always look at these kind of budgetary things. I know there's things in the immediate thing that could definitely hurt somebody and. And then they just say, well, we're going to give you a tax break here and a tax break there, and this is only going to benefit the rich with their tax breaks here and stuff. Then the other people say, well, if they get a tax break, then the money will filter down. They ain't going to filter down no money. They're going to spend, put that money right back in the business because that's what they do. Yep. You don't do that because you're down here looking for a tax break so you, you can buy something that's going to – you you put your money in your emotional happinesses, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you do. So it, it it it's like I don't understand the taxes. I kind of stay away from. It. You either okay. got it, you don't. You right. got to pay the rent. If if your rent a thousand dollars a month, you got to get a thousand dollars pay the rent. You know, yeah. you got to buy food and you like to eat a certain diet. You got to get that. All of the it doesn't matter. It's a gotta. Yeah. You you know, 
if you want to plan for the future, put money away. You got to put some sacrifices here, there, and everywhere to put money away. And the people that's out there say, well, what if you don't have a job that makes all that kind of money? Well, don't buy no marijuana. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. you don't have a job that makes all that buy the money, and you're going to try to soothe your woes and blame it on somebody and just smoke some dope. Then uh, I hope the high is worth it. Right. Uh, Rosenberg said his leave would extend until the investigation reaches its conclusion. Now, should he have been forced? Because we know he was forced to step down, step yeah. away. Should he have been forced to step away if it was his husband who was guilty of doing these things? I think the Rosenberg thing, like I said, it's got way too many embarrassments in there. It's embarrassing mm-hmm. to the governor and all these people. It's embarrassing to the LBGT people. Community, yep, the LGBT. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's just got, it's it's not, it's not the, like the, the good old boys watching football and then and then somebody comes by and they pat her on the behind. It's not that type of a locker room type of thing. This here is a whole brand new society that burst on the scene and they find out they have the same ills and evils as everybody else mm-hmm. up on that level. It's got a lot. It's got a, a lot of stuff to do with that. Uh, Texter says uh, the question for Harriet Chandler is, is Harry Chandler going to uh, bring us? Uh, will she? What will she do for Worcester? Will she keep bringing us just bags of potatoes now, or will she step us and bring us step up and bring us some potatoes and meat? And meat. I yeah. like the way that Texas put that, and that's exactly how it should be. Her loyalty should be to Worcester. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a Senate president. No, so oh, no, you have to have your loyalties to the whole state and everything you take. And that'd be absolutely correct. My whole loyalties is to the whole state. My heart belongs to Worcester. So I'm going to make sure that my heart stick care of. And she should do that. They're the people who put her in power. Mm-hmm. That's her constituency. So she should be trying to give them the lion's share of the meat and stuff like that. Uh, not, not, not the Gloucester or somebody. She should be bringing it in like that. And especially for the people that she said that she wanted to help in the first place. Yep. You know, she should be, if she's going to do these things, you got to do it right. You can't get in there and then, and, well, that's what everybody does in politics. They get in there and they just do whatever they can to, to pad their legacy. Yep. But I, you know, I don't dislike Harriet Chandler. I think she'll be fine. You know, unless the stress overwhelms, I just think that the lady carries a lot of stress. Yep. Yeah, I I think she does, and I I wouldn't wish her. I hopefully I hope you can handle it and do a whole lot of good for Worcester. I hope that'd be great. But if you can't, I hope you're smart enough to say I got to get out of this position before it kills me. Mm. Yeah. No, that's mm. what I say. If her health holds up. Then you know if, if her health comes under question, I'm sure they'll pressure her just like they pressured Rosenberg to resign. Yeah, and that pressure could be something that could kill her. Uh, well, I think she's got a lot of baggage that she's not talking about. Uh, Attorney General Maura Healy and Suffolk District Attorney Daniel F. Conley also said they were prepared to open a criminal investigation and urge victims and witnesses to come forward. So today's Tuesday question, 
Uh, tell us what you think from the Worcester Daily News blog. Uh, with Worcester, Senator Chandler, now acting Senate and President, and Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor Shrewsbury, what will this mean for Worcester and Central Massachusetts? If you want to text us and let us know what you think, or if you want to write in, you can write in at WorcesterDailyNewsBlog.com. Tell us what you think Tuesday. I tell you, right? <laughs> As you always do, Troop. As you always uh, do. I feel my heart bleeds for Worcester. I feel bad for Worcester, the people in Worcester. I feel bad for the poor people that are living in the city. Mm-hmm. I, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. You know, I, I, I feel bad for the for a lot of the people that, that are living up on the streets and stuff. A lot of people are selling their houses now. Mm-hmm. I see people all the time. Where'd they go? They're gone. You know, mm-hmm. they're selling their houses. There's a new, there's a new bunch of people moving in, mm-hmm. and these people that are moving in, they're they're coming from a new walk of life. A lot of those people that I see who own houses up there, they were salesmen. They were laborers. They were people that were able to make a good living at, with their back and their arms and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Not now. People that are moving in, they're scholars, you know, and and they're making a business with they're making a good business with their mind and their innovative developments and their creativity, and that's the way of the world right now. Mm-hmm. Big backs are basically on their way out. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, we will keep you updated on that story as we get more information, but make sure if you have any comments on that, uh, that's the Tuesday question. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, in, go ahead. I was a stone them all. Stone them all. Stone, I don't know why we're stoning them, but I'm all for I a good like stoning. Yeah. Stone I'm all for a good stoning. Um, in other news, Troop, and there is other news. It seems like just when I thought I've won the bet on how the war was going to start, you seem to come through the back door and catch up, and now we're in trouble again. This is who's going to end the world, Korea or Israel? <laughs> Recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital is red line for Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan warned the Trump administration on Tuesday that recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital is a red line for Muslims. Uh, Erdogan, while speaking to Parliament, said such a step by President Trump would force Turkey to cut off all diplomatic ties with Israel. He pledged to rally other Muslim countries to oppose any move to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. The White House has been considering recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, despite growing calls from the Middle East and Europe to reconsider the move. The possible recognition might come this week. Turkey is among the latest nations to publicly voice their opposition to the recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish state, with some saying it will hinder the possibility of the peace settlement between Israel and Palestinians and will be an insult to the Muslim world. Why is Jerusalem such an important piece of land for everybody over there? It's got all the religions based in there. 
Doesn't it? I mean, it's always had all the religions based. Yep, it does. It's got you know that's that's the Muslims. They got the Christian. They got the Hebrew. Those are the three big ones. They mm-hmm. Buddha in there. He ain't in there yet. Um, and you know, you know, um, like the uh, Mormon Church, mm-hmm. they can't be in there. Nope. nope, can't be in there. Can't be on the ground. It's all about the soil of Jerusalem. They mm-hmm. can't have the church on the ground. You, you can right. be a, you can be of another religious sect, but you can't have your building and statue on the ground. It's like who who's pretending to who? They right. make this the capital of their of Israel, and you can't. Even churches on the ground, they right. put structures of churches on the ground hold, that don't fare well with the Muslims. Yeah, uh, we are having such a, a difficult time with uh, what's going on here in this country. Whenever we, I hear a story about Israel or North Korea, it just makes it that more stressful. It's like, don't we have enough to worry about in our country? We have the purging of all masculinity going on yeah. in this country now. I mean, call it purging. Yeah, cast the station. purging. Yeah, I mean, they cast. Yeah, just a chop. Listen, men been acting up for too long, and now we are paying the price for it. Uh, we have racial relations at an all-time high. No way, folks. I'm ending racism. You are going to end. I'm it. ending racism. I'm tired of it. It bores me. Okay. I'm finished with racism. I'm ending it. So it's white and black in America. Racism is white and black. It's green in America, and the press and all the big corporations have found that they can do white and black and keep everybody thinking all these silly stuff, and they can make money. In Israel and in Jerusalem, it's Muslim and Christian. Muslim and Christian, yeah. I I thought the Middle East had a lot more Muslims than Christians over there. It does. The Muslims aren't as united as the Christians, Mm -hmm. as the Hebrews. The Jews are very well united across the whole world. Mm -hmm. The the Muslim faith isn't united. They were always fighting each other, the Sunnis and the Shias. The Bosnians and Serbs. Yeah. Yeah. So they they were always always at a conflict with their uh, religion. They're always at a conflict with themselves. But, you know, for, for another outside just to come in there and dictate to them that can't happen. Palestinian leadership said Tuesday oh. they will stop contacts with the U.S. if Trump goes forward with the change. Palestinian official also called for mass protests in the event of the recognition. Uh, Trump also uh, just had in court a victory for his travel ban. Some of the uh, countries will not be allowed to come into the U.S. If you come from from one of those seven countries, yeah. I believe they have listed. Trump was victorious on that for now. It's well, still not. in the courts, but as of now, the travel ban is still in effect. Uh, true. When are we? I'm I'm one of those types of people. Like for example, when my I used to get beat. My father used to beat me with a belt. So he, when I would get in trouble, he would call from work on his break, and my mother would be like, "Oh well, well your son did this," and he said, "Well, tell him I'm gonna whip his behind when he gets home." So I would hate that waiting. I would want him to come home and, and whoop that by. Yeah, and whoop my behind and get it over with. I kind of want us to go to war now and let's just get <laughs> it over. I'm tired of this waiting and being nervous and stuff. I mean, I I can understand this is the worst been since like the Cold War. Yeah. 
where we thought we were going to go to war with Russia and everybody was nervous because it could happen any day and then it never happened. I think the the, the biggest, the, one of the biggest things that affects the United States in this is our ignorance on just how it affects the United States in this. We have no idea how all this stuff really affects us. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Erica, mm-hmm. she lives in Hawaii, mm-hmm. so she, she she's up there. They're having the nuclear sirens go off in Hawaii because of Korea. So yeah. Also, these things are loud. I guess just mm-hmm. they gave headaches. Yeah, it, it's like really now somebody in Worcester, you can't understand what that means. No. No. And uh, the the Jewish population and the Muslim population who are Americanized and live in America, I don't know if they can really understand what it means to live over there in Jerusalem. Mm. (laughs) To be Palestinian, because we don't face those type of challenges. And we see them on TV, but we don't smell burning flesh. We don't smell burning buildings. We don't smell anything. We don't hear the screams of babies and stuff like that. That looking for help after something happens. We don't. We don't. We don't hear that. No, we. We don't feel the fear of walking down the street and then you see a group of either side and you get nervous about that stuff. We don't. We don't. We don't have that here in the United States. We got it nice. Yep. Even though I do feel the fear when a police officers behind me in a car that my life could be over at any moment. Uh, see, uh, you don't feel that. That's funny game. I don't know about I, that being game. I, I don't know what it would be like to be Jewish walking down a, a, a street dock at night and see Palestinians or what it's like to be Palestinian walking down at night and see the Jewish soldiers and stuff. Don't know what it would feel like. Mm. Don't even know what it would feel. Don't want to know what it feels like. Nope. And that's what's here in the United States. We're still removed from all these things. It's yep. getting closer, but we're still removed from all these things. And will it hurt our money? Yeah. It'll, it'll hurt our money because the other countries in the world are much, much closer to all these things going on than we are. And it's going to directly affect their money. All right. So... Let, let's switch gears a little bit okay. because we, I think we talked a little bit too much about politics today. Then, can you ever talk too much about politics? I, I think you can never talk too much about politics, but I think there's a point comes when you got to do something and stop, stop talking about it. Talking. Yeah, stop talking and start the action. Yeah, like telling people to get out and vote. Please. No. No. It's like, come on, man. They got the new thing with the prisoners, I guess, like they're telling prisoners that you can vote and stuff, and they got prisoners getting registered for voting and stuff. Yes. Now, that's a good thing, but that's a short-term <laughs> thing. They they can do it when they kick off and stuff like that, yep. and then probably probably hire somebody who can register the prisoners, but then after a while, they all become registered. Mm-hmm. They ain't going nowhere. Okay. <laughs> They invoke them prison, they go out to some other prison just because they want to. They go nowhere. Yep. So they, they, and then, and then you know, the news media runs with it, but some felons can't get, don't, can't vote. Right. If you're a murderer, you can't vote. Some if you're states. a rapist, yeah, you can't vote. In the state of Massachusetts, you can vote. Can sex offenders vote in Massachusetts? I, I don't know if, if they can vote. I, they I really shouldn't be allowed know. to vote. I don't know. 
but in some other states they can't vote. The other felons can, you know, bank robbery, stuff like that. You can vote. Hmm. Well, speaking of uh, sex offenders and, and everything that's going on in Hollywood and everything that's going on in the Senate and everything that's going on in politics, it's also going on in families as well. Sex offending in families. It was three in the morning, Troop. Yeah. And a California woman was attempting to flag down a police officer. She wanted to report that her son just told her he had molested two boys. The confession would go much deeper once Riverside Police yeah. detained 18-year-old Joseph Boston on Saturday, authorities said. Not only did he confess to sexually assaulting four and an eight-year-old boys, at a $65 a night motel room, but a mile away from the police station, he also admitted to molesting upwards of 50 children since he was 10 years old in different cities where he had lived, according to Riverside Police. Those previous addresses include Southern California, cities of Lakewood and Buena Park, police said. Boston had been staying in Riverside about an hour's drive east of Los Angeles since earlier this month. Boston had a room at a motel where he befriended the boys who were staying with their parents, also guests at the motel. A police release said the children went to Boston room Friday night, the statement said. Hours later, the suspect called his own mother, stating what he had just done, the news release said. The teen mothers took him to the closest Riverside Police Department station and told an officer she wanted to turn in Boston for suspected molestation. Boston confessed to molesting the boy in the motel room before saying he had dozens of other victims, uh, according to police. Police charged Boston with two counts oral occupation on a child under the age of 10. According to online records, he is being held at Robert Presley Detention Center. His bail is set at $1 million. Stone <laughs> Stone the family. The family you think should get... Uh, his mother turned him in. His mother turned him in, yeah, and that was probably at the end of her rope. She said, I'm not. She actually must have known about this. They kept moving. And he kept doing this for, for a long time out of his life. If she didn't know about this, she should be stoned for not taking care of her child. But I would think since she was knowing about this, and as a mother, she was going to be like, I got to protect my child. And, and, and uh, he'll, he'll stop and everything. And, and she went into some, maybe some form of denial about his thing. And then she finally got fed up and, and, and turned him in. This is the picture I would see. So, well, this, yeah. is, this is what happens with parents. Yeah. When, you're, when you find out your, your child is uh, capable of doing something sick, you go through a, a period of denial. It might not be as long as eight years like she went through, but you yeah. do go through a period of denial, no? Yeah, you go through a period of protection. Mm-hmm. Gonna protect your child and stuff. And my child, even though they did that, it's the other person's fault, not my child's fault. Yeah, you go through this. Yeah, you know, and and it's like that behavior is not normal. Or there are sometimes where you will say to yourself, "I'm going to watch the child. I'll make sure my child doesn't do things like that anymore." Yeah, that's what they And then you can't you can't keep your eye on your child, especially after they get older. He was eighteen and renting out hotel rooms. You know what? Uh I'm not all for victim blaming, but the parents of those kids that let them go in the room with this guy. Yeah, that's strange. Why too. would you let your uh eight and and what's called your old son, four year old son go into a room with an eighteen year old? 
I don't know. I've been guests at hotels, <laughs> a lot of hotels. Yeah. I've never once thought it was okay for my kids to go to another guest at a hotel's room at the same hotel I'm staying at. No, that's just straight. Yeah. What? The parents should face some sort of trouble themselves. Yeah, this, this, this is enough. There's enough things to go around to point to bad parenting, mental illness, all kinds of stuff. You could even go back to the Sandy, the Sandy thing, the Sandy hook. hook. Yep. Yeah, that that mother knew that her son was crazy, mm-hmm. and he had a, he had a problem with with reality and with stuff. I mean, they didn't in, in that case like that. They didn't even verb, they didn't even talk. All of they they communicated by. Email, then they just communicated by text. Mm. I, I can tell you one she thing, True. Uh, <laughs> you know what's happening next? Just like everybody, all men are being ousted for sexual misconduct, molestation is coming next. Yeah. That's the next, the next thing. I guarantee in 2018 is going to be the revelation of the high numbers of people being molested in their own families, by their parents, by their older siblings. This oh, is what's coming next, and oh, it's yeah. huge. I there are so many families I know just working as a, a, a counselor at a church, as, at a, as a church person who who's counseled people. There are so many cases of family members oh, yeah. who have sexually assaulted other family members, and it crosses all lines too. Um, yeah, you know, I used to think maybe it's just black families. No, that's white, family, white families. White families, Spanish, all Rich families, families yep. poor families. Yep. I don't get it myself. It's like, what's up? I I really, I I don't, I can't get my head around on sex having that big of a power on people to do, to knowing that you're going to get caught. Yep. <laughs> and then you got to pay, but. Well, so, I mean. Some people haven't. Well, no, I don't. I don't think it is. You're going to get caught because look at all these men that done all these things since the '80s, and they never got caught. All these sexual assaults. You know, a lot of people Baby. they thought that what they did they would away with, but what you do in the dark will come to the light. It'll definitely come to the light. And that light is being shined on a lot of these people now. But this guy uh, is is as sick as he is. A part of me wants to still remember. That he's sick. Yeah, I, that's, that, I think he's sick myself. Like I said, I, I, I'm I'm sharing all that there with his with his mother. Yep. I, I'm giving her some share of that. You know, I could be wrong. I doubt it. It's like too many years, too many different locations. You know, it's, it's just like I understand the protective nature of motherhood. Yeah, but no. You you came to the point at the at the at the line in the street, and you said, "All right, that's enough. I'm gonna turn you in." Mm-hmm. You know, this is it. You know, and that that was the the time when you did the good thing. Yeah, but uh, I think that this is going to come out. It's going to come to light. All of the families yeah. uh, who are involved in uh, incest, uh, sexual assault of the younger people in the family household. It's going to be. It's big and it's going on the way. I I think that that's coming in 2018. I really you do. Might be right. I, I, I hope it. You know, if people stop just finding all these things to be negative about, some of these other things will go away. Some some of these things, I think, they people are doing them just because they're miserable mm-hmm. and they're depressed and they don't they don't 
they don't like themselves, but they can't justify their not like themselves by saying to themselves, I don't like myself. It has to be some other reason. So then they become a predator and they take it out on, the, some cases, the closest person to them. That'll be in family. Some cases they become a predator and take it out on the weak person in, in, in their social thing. And if they're the boss, then they'll be their employees. Yeah, I, I think that there's so much that we 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 have to stop and just be people and and like people and do good things for people and this stuff will go away, especially racism. I think it's much sicker than that, true. It might be. I think that these people. Oh, first off, I think racism is a learned behavior. Yeah, I do too. That's why I can kill it. Yep, I think don't it. Yes, you can. I, I think you can. You can. I think what's going on in families and what's going on in the dark in terms of uh, rape and molesting younger people and and preying on the weak, yeah. I think that's something that people are born with. It's a sickness that they're born with. I, I, it's, not, it's not a cult because it's not culturally accepted. So it, it's, it's not something that you just learn from watching. You don't get that from watching TV. No, but, you, you know, I think it's something that was always there with the curiosity of kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, could, what do you have? What do you look like? when you don't have any clothes on and stuff. But then parents used to interject and, 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 and have a talk with their kids and put the stifling to this ear. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening too much now. I, right. I think they're relying on people people outside of the family to do all that kind of real work in developing the child to, to be a good, a good upstanding citizen, you know? I think mm-hmm. they're, relying on, uh, they're relying on a lot of different other agencies because I never understood the mentoring program. It, it, it sounds like everybody on the, in, in the United States all comes from a one-parent family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. No. You know? But you need to have a mentoring program. You need to mentor these children. Where's their parents? Where's their uncles? Where's their aunts? Where's their grandparents? You know? Oh, no, well, they don't have them, I guess. We because they have to go to the mentoring program. So I I don't know. I I these are hard 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 questions and stuff. And hopefully there'll be an answer to some of these hard questions. But don't worry, folks. I'm still in racism because you want to know why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. With it. All right. So we have one more su- subject before we go to uh, break. Uh, Going to try to get through this one quickly uh, as possible. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about capital punishment on children? Capital punishment on whooping their behinds. How do you feel about that? Woo! That's a loaded question. In some regards, I ain't got any problem with a good spank. Okay. And I'm not <clears throat> talking about punching them in the face. I'm not talking about kicking down flights of stairs. I'm talking about turning their behind to the wind and laying. Laying that behind because they did something wrong and that punishment is here. And then backing that punishment up with something else. That's what I'm talking about. Because I think that gives them a sense of there's responsibilities in the world that are yours and there's consequences that when you don't take care of the responsibilities in the world, you got to pay the consequences, but the consequences aren't yours. All right. Uh, Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about parents who believe in spare the rod, spoil the child, might be setting their children up to become violent towards future partners, according to a study 
published Tuesday in the Journal of Pediatrics. We will be back on Truth It in the AM after this. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else? Then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves in always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management. www.currymanagement.com, 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester, 508-752-9229. Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? Or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons Basil and Spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, seafood basil pad Thai, ginger chicken, and more. You can't go wrong with Basil and Spice. They offer catering as well. Being a master caterer, you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full, self, and private catering events available. Basil and Spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic Thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices. Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice, located at 299 Shrewsbury Street, in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice Thai Cuisine. You won't regret it.
Basil and Spice, 774-317-9986, 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is Basil and Spice Lunch Specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and Spice Lunch Specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey, everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoon. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tail, my favorite along with everything else on the menu. You know what? I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888. www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on facebooklive.com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. Hey, Troop. I'm tired of looking for decent coffee. It's always either burned or way too bitter, but I found the best coffee I ever had, period. A friend of mine brought me to Yo Way Cafe, and the coffee was delicious, 
flavorful and made right in front of me. Not only is the coffee great, but they have espressos, lattes, crepes, boba teas, smoothies, and froyo. Mm, froyo. Take it from me, truth it, take your way to your way. Your way Cafe, 395 Park Ave, Worcester, 01610, or call 508-459-0611. A loyal customer like you deserves a sweet treat like your way. Well, I don't know, but uh, I guess we all make mistakes, and some of us are just prone to them. We are back. It is your boy, Truth of the Truth in the AM, and I'm here with the one and the only Trooper Joe. And, and I have uh, a microphone. Trooper Joe has the mic. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about spanking children, Troop. Um, uh, a study asked 758 kids between ages 19 and 20 years old how often they had been spanked slapped or struck with an object as a form of punishment when they were younger. The study lead author, Jeff Temple, an associate professor at University of Texas Medical Branch, kids who said they had experienced corporal punishment were more likely to have recently committed dating violence. So uh, Dating violence. Yep. Put your hands on someone because you used to get whipped. So it's all about men. Uh, it, it just it says kids. It doesn't say men or women. But but how come nobody's talking about women putting their hands on men's? Women are not excluded. You why did you automatically assume that it was just men and not women? Because it says dating violence. Yeah, dating women date. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, I'll leave that part alone. I'll just go to the uh, uh, the results. Uh, he said, held up even when contributing factors such as sex, age, parental education, ethnicity, and childhood childhood abuse were controlled. One of the advantages of our study was to control for child abuse, which we defined as being hit with a belt or board, left with bruises that were noticeable, or going to the doctor or hospital, said Temple, who specializes in dating violence research. Do you think there is a link between children being beat and then growing up to uh, be abusive in relationships? <laughs> That's tough. I think the severity and, and, and how much you if you this is so so not good for me. I don't I don't they got beaten with a belt. Yep. You know, I think if you're spanking the kid, you know, you know, Spank them. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think you should take off your belt and beat them. That might be a little bit too much. It's a cloth belt and stuff like that. Hit them with a cloth belt. That's okay. You know, but if it's a leather belt that's four inches thick, then don't pretty much don't don't beat the kid with the belt. Uh, and I think that kids need punishment. I think that the form and it's not stop using the words corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. It's like what you calling it corporal punishment. I know you can look it up and it'll be corporal punishment, but it's like, just leave it at punishment. Stop making it into something more grandiose than what it is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's giving it a, a bad look. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't stupid, especially in the, the, if you're relating it now to dating, they read. Right. So now they, they, they're putting this all together about corporal punishment, this is bad punishment and everything. I don't really see the, the uh, connection between 
physical violence and dating and, and, and getting a spank as a kid. I really have a, I don't see that connection. I would think it just works in the opposite. If you got a kid and you discipline your kid for doing wrong and you, that kid's learning that, you know, you can't do wrong and you teach them to respect people mm-hmm. just for them being people, then, then there's no problem. But mm-hmm. if you're beating the kid because you're mm-hmm. drunk, or because you were high, or you were annoyed, or you had a bad day at your little potato factory, you know it. it and then you know, then this is this isn't this isn't beating. Mm. This is this is your alleviation of your stress and your inadequacies and things like that. So you're transferring you're transferring a behavior, you're not transferring. The, the behavior because they were beaten, you're transferring the behavior because there was something innately wrong within you. But you're not going to say that there's something in you that was wrong. You're going to say that, oh, this was because I had a beating. No, you. I don't think the beating transfers into the sexual assaults on people. But the behavior that you're transferring is abusive behavior. The, so- the abusive behavior. The abusive behavior, I think, is transferable in the, in any walk of life, not just that. Okay. So uh, I'll use my family for an example. Uh, when I was growing up, I used to beat with switches, you know, branches, tree branches, extension cords, belts, hand, open hand, brooms, a couple times closed. Uh, uh, yeah, I used to get beat. We used to have welts on our legs and on our butts. We used to get fired up. Uh, I come from seven, a, a family of seven. Some of us have grown up to be very physically uh, abusive. Uh, my older brother, he's grown up to be very physically abusive, even to women. I grew up not only being beat, watching him do it to other people, and it turned me off from doing it. So I don't, I choose not to beat women. Even when I get angry at them, I choose to control my anger to never let it get to that level. So it varies, I guess, in people. Yeah, I guess so. I have a, I guess you would, they would classify it as an anger problem. Mm-hmm. But I control it every day. I choose not to hurt anybody. Right. My, my anger problem is if you make me mad, I'm going to kill you because I'm not walking around stressful thinking you're going to come back and hurt me. <clears throat> you're dying. And I, I know that's what I'm going to do. So I, I don't do that. I choose not to do that every day. So it's not a problem. Well, it's a problem, but you control it. I control it. A lot of these people, they can't control it. I don't think my brother can control it. And he, he needs help. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, because I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think he can control it. Well, that's, that's, that's bad. I, you know, I control it a lot of ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So but I got beat. I got shoot. My brother and sister do something. I get the first beat. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even there. My father used to say, I'm going to whoop you before I leave because I know you're going to do something before yeah. I get back. Exactly. It's like, okay. <laughs> I used to always be the one to get do something. I mean, sometimes I'd be like, why do I do? I go to bed like, I ain't going to do nothing stupid tomorrow. Yeah. And the next day I do something stupid. I'm like, why am I doing these dumb things? I don't know the truth, uh, but um, I I think that there is something too. If you beat your children, you teach them that the reaction to when someone does something wrong is violence. 
yeah, I think it's so much deeper. Like I said, I think that the problem the problem stems from the person who's doing the beating, not kidding. It's not transferable through the beating. Mm-hmm. And that thing seemed like they were saying this is transferable behavior through the beating process. The exposure. There's, there's much more going on in that than just that one little snippet of information. So the parent, you know, who knows when they, they're beating these kids and stuff and for what reason the kid's getting the beating, you know? And, and who knows what the kids see in the way that that person treats treats the opposite sex mm-hmm. or treats any other people in in the world. Just like, you know, I'm not changing subject, but just like racism. If you're sitting in a house and you're white and you're looking out the window and say, oh, man, we got the ends moving in next door. And little your little kids there at four years old, mm-hmm. and then and then a week later after the people move in next door, he's outside playing with the little four-year-old kid who moved in next door, mm-hmm. and he calls him the N-word. He didn't call him N-word because the N-word means something. He probably thought it was his name. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. This is the type of behavior that goes on that's, that's transferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and, and that's that's not good. But beating, just disciplining your kid with a beating because they're doing something wrong. I don't yeah. see, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's your child. You have the responsibility to 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 make that child into the best best person it could be, or at least you should think that you want to make him into. And if sometimes it calls on them getting their little behind whooped up. Mm-hmm. Then their behind needs to be tasting the belt or the hand, but not the cord and the stick and stuff like that. There's, you you have to be a rational adult, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that that's what that. I don't think that they weren't deep enough in that article to say what the real problem is, because to me it sounds as though the problems with the adults themselves and their transferring of behavior just well, by their natural everyday actions. Well, I, I agree and disagree. I do think it's deeper. I do think, but I do think your parents influence you in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. So, for example, I did not beat uh, women or anything like that, even though my parents beat me. My mother used to be very nasty with her words, oh, yeah. and she used to say some evil things. And that's what I took from my mother. That's what, when I, I said I won't hit you, but I'll say some really evil stuff that'll really make you. Uh, want to kill me, and then uh, then I'd be like, oh, you're wrong because you tried to kill me. But I'm not wrong because I said I hope your mother died or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it, it, so you do, I think your parents, they do transfer a lot of their behaviors onto you. So uh, I, I think uh, the parents, as parents, we have to be more careful with how we uh, raise our kids and what we do, especially to each other around kids. That's why, like, when my wife and I argue, I try. Now, I don't say I succeed. I try to not do it in front of the kids. And it does. If we, I do argue with her, I try not to curse. I try not to uh, talk to her and to be disrespectful to her. I try not to demean her, her, her femininity. I try not to uh, act like I'm above her or stronger than her or better than her. Now, I'll argue about what the subject that we're arguing about, but I don't try to do a lot of those things that will influence her, the, the influence the kids the wrong way. That's good. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I am think, conscious of that. I think today's world, the kids, the families, the families are closer. But 
not in a positive way. They're only yeah. closer because the kids don't go out. Right. They're right. just underfoot all the time. No choice. Yeah. So you, you, you're when you're in your house, you have to be on your best behavior if you're the adult because mm-hmm. they're looking. All they are is sponges of wanting information, and they want that information yep. because they need to know things. That's what they they that's their job is is to learn and and I try to understand. But if you're not letting them understand from from a rational point of view, they'll try to understand it from their own point of view, which is irrational. Mm. Well, troop, and uh, according to the survey. Uh, most people agree with you. They still think punishment physically should be allowed at home. I think there's a uh, there's a too far in all things. Yeah. Uh, and people, there are abuses to it, but there still should be some sort of physical punishment at home. I don't know. I I'm on the fence about it. I don't. I personally don't uh, try to uh, physically. Uh, discipline my children. They're old enough now, anyways, where they understand words. Yeah. So, um, but when they don't, a little beating on that behind, and then a punishment mm-hmm. goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that some people, abusive parents, have ruined for everybody. And, and and those neighbors who watch out the window to see if you're an abusive parent. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember my daughter and stuff. I don't know, it was an Easter or something like it was a Sunday in my brother's yard. Mm-hmm. And this was my first wife, and she was a little girl, and they put her in the little cute little outfit and everything. Mm-hmm. And they were going to let her go outside and play. In the backyard, it was a mud pit. Mm-hmm. I, I took the dress off. You know how many people got upset with me for taking off? It's like, what? <laughs> she going in the mud. Right. <laughs> you know? Get all that other stuff dirty, and then we just throw it in the tub, and you can put the dress back, back on. on. Yeah, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I don't think they saw anything wrong with it either. I think they would just make their bowels move. Yep. <laughs> and I think a lot of people just like to make their bowels move. You know? Right. Yep. Uh, Seventy-three point six percent of the people strongly agreed with corporal punishment at home. As long as it did not exceed reasonable physical punishment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know. That, that's a, that, that's how I see. It. You know, you know, you don't punch somebody. I, me punching a kid, that would be stupid. I'm 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. I don't do hitting a stupid little kid. <laughs> you know, yeah. me punching their father, now that's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, but me punching a kid, and and and. And adults need to take more responsibilities in their own, within their own self. They stop, They have to stop being the victim of themselves. Mm-hmm. Because you make bad choices. You're not dead. Rectify the situation. You know, right. make good choices. Yep. I know it must hurt to come home from a job that you hate. And then you're coming into a house where the kids don't go out so they're all over the place. And they probably ain't doing anything. They might be just playing on their little video game. Why don't you do something? That's all you ever do, you know, because it's all on you. Yep. There's right. just something to channel it towards and stuff. So there, there's a lot there's a lot in this world today that, that that's pretty bad. All and I, right. I, I think it's hard to be an adult. I take my hat off to them to be an adult. One day I'm going to be an adult. Yeah. Not, not in the near future, though, but one of these days I'm going to grow up. 
Yep, the right. police wait till you're 18, then beat you to make your mind. So the, you don't get beat at home by your parents, you'll get beat when you turn 18. Well, all right, unfortunately, it it is, racist. it's 11 o'clock. Well, it's time for a truth within the AM to end. It's, uh, we will be ready for Voice of the Voiceless at 12 to 1 p.m. on 91.3 FM WCUW. You could also be looking out for us on Facebook. Uh, we will be talking about Worcester Chandler, uh, Worcester Chandler to serve as acting Senate president and other news going on locally in the city of Worcester and Voice of the Voice. That's right. And beat your kids at least once a day. It's good for them. All right. It's your boy, Truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true with Joe. You guys go ahead and have fun. <laughs>